How's it looking at quarterback this weekend? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, we had kind of a walkthrough type practice yesterday, and, and Daniel observed uh, most of it. Mike got a lot of those reps, and we'll see what Daniel's able to do today. He seems like he's doing fine. And uh, he seems like himself, so we'll just take it day by day. What do you play that Daniel got hurt on? He just has the freedom to check that, it seems like? Uh, I don't want to get into too many details, but we do give him some freedom on some on plays uh, if he sees something to take advantage of it. What does, uh, when you put Kadarius as a, like a Wildcat quarterback, what, is, what does he bring? Like what, what, uh, what do you like about that? Well, obviously, he's a very dangerous athlete. Uh, we've seen him in a short period of time do a lot of different things. Uh, he's dynamic with the ball in his hands, and he has a quarterback background, so uh, he seems very comfortable doing those things. It's not like, hey, do this because you're a really good athlete. I mean, he has a feeling and instinct for those things. He has some history with that. So, you know, I, I think he's proving that you know when you get the ball in his hands, he can do some real positive things for you. And that's just another way to do that. And he can throw pretty far too, right? He's got a good arm. Jason, what's the fine line for you guys with wanting to take advantage of Daniel's athleticism, but then seeing times like Sunday where he, he runs and it has a negative result? Yeah, I, I think it's that. I, I think there is a balance there. Uh, I think we'd be foolish if we didn't, uh, you know, use his ability as a runner. Uh, you know, it's been such an asset for us, uh, both him making plays spontaneously by moving in the pocket, but also some design stuff. Uh, those have been good plays for us. But at the same time, you have to be uh, certainly aware of that. You don't want to overdo that and, and put him in harm's way. And you know, I think he, we're understanding more and more. He's understanding more and more the balance between those. Is there anything he could have done differently on that play to put himself less at risk of getting hurt? Uh, I, I don't know that I can get into detail on that. I mean, you know, it's pro football. Guys go out there. He's trying to make a play. They're trying to make a play. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. We know As a that coaching one. point, though, do you – Want to not uh, in some way like would you rather him run towards the sideline, run out of bounds, rather than putting his head down? I, knowing that it's your quarterback and it's such an important position, how do you as a coach coach that up? Yeah, I think it's important to understand that. Obviously, sliding is important for quarterbacks, but you know when you're in a situation like that, when you're right down by the goal line, you're probably not going to slide and give yourself up unless you have no chance. He thought he had an opportunity to score. And he's proven that he can, he, he can be a tough, competitive player and make some of those plays for us. And again, unfortunately, that didn't work out for us. Jason, Jason, we're always hearing talk about trusting the process from coaches. But when you have so many injuries, especially on offense, how much does the process have to change or be altered? Oh, I think it probably reinforces the process. And, and you know that probably goes a lot to what we ask of our players every day, to come in and be prepared. And if you look at our offense this year, like you said, we've had a lot of moving parts. A lot of guys have been in and out of the lineup. And you know the next guy up has to step up and be ready to go. And that goes back to his preparation, uh, you know, our belief and confidence in him and putting him in situations where he can have some success. And we have a number of examples of that on our offensive line the other day in the game, the receiver, the quarterback, the running back, the left tackle, all of that. And, and I thought the guys who went in responded well. They were prepared and ready to go. Jason, uh, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but looking at what he's done the last two and a half games, do you wish that you got Kadarius more involved in the first two and a half games, or was that he just not ready at that point? Yeah, I just think it was a function of missing all the time. You know, he missed all the time uh, in the spring, and then really virtually all throughout training camp. He practiced for about three days before that first game. So you know, we had talked about it. You know, we're for him. We like him a lot. Uh, as a guy and as a player. And it was just a matter of getting some practice time, getting him comfortable doing some different things. And he's responded really well. What have you learned about him that maybe you didn't know the, the past two weeks now that he, like when you see him in the game, that 
maybe you know you, you couldn't tell until you got him in a game. You know, you know, I think you're optimistic when you draft a player that high that, that he has everything that you want. Uh, but until you see it, uh, see it in a practice setting and then a game setting, it's never really verified. You know, I think we felt good about his athleticism coming out. I mean, the, the, the numbers were well documented. The plays he made on tape were, you know, were obvious to everybody to see. Uh, I do think his instincts and his feel and, and how smart he is as a player uh, just early on in this, this whole process has been impressive. And again, I go back to the time he missed. You know, he missed he missed virtually all the training camp, and to be able to uh, transition as quickly as he has without without that much work has been impressive to all of us. How much easier does it make it on a quarterback and a coordinator when you have a guy who can do that yards after the catch wise? You know, pass yeah. three yards downfield and it's a twenty yard game. It's such a big part of the game, uh, as we all know. Uh, you know, the game has become a lot more about space, and uh, when you get a guy in space who can who can make people miss and make plays for you. You know, that changes your offense. So it certainly helps protection. It helps the quarterback. Uh, it just helps your team in so many different ways. Given Daniel's status is iffy, uh, is Brian a possibility to move up this weekend off the practice? Floor? Again, we just have to get him ready. You know, we'll take these situations day by day. And, you know, whatever the player is able to do, you know, we'll let him do that. And then the other guys have to kind of fill in the gaps. And, you know, Brian's part of our team. He's someone, you know, we're excited about having on our team. And, you know, whatever work he gets here the next few days, you know, he has to take advantage of. We, uh, no one can obviously do exactly what Saquon does. What does Devontae Booker do? What can he bring to your offense? Yeah, but Book's just a good football player. He's demonstrated that. You know, I remember evaluating him coming out in the draft and felt really good about him, and he had success with the opportunities that he's had up to this point. And, you know, I think the other day was a good example of it. He, he showed that he can run inside, he can catch the ball, he's tough, he's competitive. And, uh, you know, I just think he, he's been a productive guy. So really impressed with how well he played in the game, how, how he was prepared for that opportunity and took advantage of it. What, what did uh, Matt, Matt Parrott show you uh, against the Cowboys? Yeah, same thing with Matt. You know, he, he, he didn't play that much uh, leading up to this, to this game, but, but had an opportunity to play and responded well against a good front. And uh, they got good guys up there. And uh, you know they come off the ball. And I thought Matt responded well to that, both in the run game and the pass game. It was far from perfect. Uh, but but he, he settled in there, and he battled, and he fought, and he scratched and clawed, and did a good job keeping his guy away from the ball. Jason, you mentioned um, how Kadarius didn't practice very much. I think there was a sense that he needed like refinement as a route runner. Like, Where is he in that process? He impressed you with you know, how he's run routes? He, he really has. Uh, it, you know, all receivers. You're constantly working on refining your routes and making them better, particularly young receivers. But uh, again, he's a smart player. He's an instinctive player. So you ask him to do something, hey, push that a little bit farther, take that in a little bit more, uh, you know, flatten that angle out. He, he kind of nods and says, all right, and he does it the next time, which you know, the best players I've been around have been able to do that. He's receptive to coaching, and he takes advantage and learns from his experiences. When, you come, when your quarterback comes back from a concussion, uh, do you as a play caller have to change the way you approach that with him because you've been calling a lot of you know designed runs and how do you handle that when he whenever he does it is that he can come yeah you know i think the biggest thing is is we would never put a player back out there if he wasn't healthy enough to play and, and certainly in a situation with a concussion we certainly wouldn't do that uh, as an organization as a coaching staff we care too much about these guys to put them in a situation where they weren't right so if he's back and ready to go we're, we're going to play football we're going to ask him to do what we need to do again we talked about it earlier you don't want to 
constantly put your quarterback in harm's way. We have other guys who can make plays for us. Uh, but, you know, DJ running the ball has, has been a positive thing for us. So we'll try to find what that balance is. You would is. want to minimize hits, though. I mean, obviously, you can't get rid of them, but is minimizing them coming off? Yeah, we don't like our quarterback ever getting hit. We, we really don't. So we'll try to find what that balance is. I know you're calling a game, but your quarterback goes down, your running back gets down, your receiver goes down, your next receiver goes down. Have you ever been part of that before? And is there a point in the game where you're like, is this ever going to stop? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is you just have to respond to the situation. You know, we talk about players being prepared. We have to be prepared as coaches and, you know, believe strongly in the next man up philosophy. We work hard on the practice field to get our guys ready. And if these situations happen, boom, you talk about it. Who's in? What are we doing? What can't we do? Okay, what should we do more of? And, and again, I thought our coaches responded well. And I thought our players really responded well. And it just is what it is. And, and you try your best to, to make the whole thing work. And uh, I was proud of how our guys fought and battled throughout that game. Did you learn anything about Kadarius um, in terms of his competitiveness? He just seems to be a guy who has an intensity that kind of gets next level when he has the ball. Again, you'd like to think that we saw that when we watched the tape and talked to the people down in Florida. You know, we felt like that was in him. You saw that in a lot of his game. But when you're up close with him and you see him in these situations time and time again, it's certainly been impressive. And, and the best players I've been around have that. They have that stuff inside of them. They compete, they scratch, they claw. And he's showing that, you know, beyond just his playmaking ability.